Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Soldiers 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's talk about 67 Riot. You know, this feels to me like something I wish I had heard a lot of from you and perhaps the Romantics. It's like The Clash did Sandinista, the political record, like in that era. The theme of this is the Detroit 67 Riots, which I wasn't as aware of as I should have been. But the theme of what caused those really hasn't changed much. And, you know, yesterday we had the George Floyd trial come back with a guilty verdict against the policeman, Derek Chauvin. You know, maybe we've made some progress in that regard on that issue. Tell me about 67 Riots in Detroit and what that meant to you and why you did this song. And you brought Wayne Kramer, who is a founding member of MC5, on the record with you. And for those of you who don't know MC5, it's a legendary band that did a lot of politically activist songs. So this is like right up his alley. Yeah, they were at the uh, convention, Democratic Convention in 1967, when the riots, when uh, the whole world's watching, when the riots happened, when they were beating heads in. That was 68. And I read today for the first time, they were playing Neil Young was supposed to show up and play and he no showed and everybody no showed. So the MC five played for supposedly eight hours. No, I think they played for a while and the cops showed up and then that was it. But I think Jefferson airplane was supposed to play. Yeah. A whole bunch of acts were supposed to show up and the cops showed up and riots broke out. And so they were the only act that actually played at the democratic convention outdoors. Outdoors at Grant park. I think it was. And mayor Daly was going to, knuckle down on everybody. And I remember watching it on TV. And you remember the 67 riots as well. So tell everybody what happened in the 67 riots in Detroit. Detroit is a union town. Detroit's a working class town. Like I said before, 24 hours a day, building cars back then. They had their problems with uh, racism and they had their problems with inequities. And hey, I, I'm, it's not right for me to lay it out because I'm not, it doesn't happen to me until I grew my hair long. Then I knew what it was like to see the big four come up, drive up to you. Big four was a unit with four cops in a Dodge unmarked car. The shotgun was standing up between the four cops and they would come up and they could frisk you and they would, and they bugged us. We had our long, our hair was like to our shoulders. We were 16 or 17 and they stopped us, frisked us. We're just punk kids with a band to play guitars. We didn't know how to find pot yet. We didn't know what that, you know, we didn't know. <laughs> Didn't have anything to be busted for. We were afraid huh? of that still. We were still afraid of it. Yeah. Back then, it wasn't around. Like, yeah. You had to go to a college or you had to go to a probably, I don't know where. So that's as close as we got to any kind of cops, police bugging us. Yeah. Detroit said Detroit had a lot of this stuff going on because in 62, I think it was, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King came to Detroit and they marched down Woodward. And it was like 100,000. People and it was mostly black folks. I mean, ninety nine percent probably, and it freaked out everybody on the east side of Detroit, everywhere in Detroit. 
I just recall just the attitude. Whoa, people started moving out of Detroit. That's when it really started. And then it really snowballed after the riot, moving out of Detroit. But that was one of the impetus. Like, you know, I was in a neighborhood, working class neighborhood, and maybe like five blocks over was a, were a black neighborhood uh, where we all played baseball. We all ran into each other. And it was all like very warm and welcoming. People from all cultures in, in our neighborhood. And different religions, different religions, Muslims, everything, everything, all, all kinds of. Anyway, so by 67, there was a lot of heat going on. As everyone knows, I don't have to talk about that. It was, families were celebrating soldiers coming home from Vietnam. And it was a, called a blind pig. They called it a blind pig in Detroit. They were having their fun and everything. And it was four in the morning and cops came in and one thing, you know, led to another. And I think 44 patrons or people were shot and killed in the end of it all next day that's when the, the, the riot happened but previously that a week before at a motel about a mile away there were some teens they were at a, a, a motel white girls black guys hanging out they didn't like that cops came in and there were some shootings there as well it's 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 just a, a continual thing that happened from then that's still happening today. So it's hard for a story like that not to affect you as a songwriter. So this has been hanging in your memory. Yeah, I was outraged at the time because I was learning. I was getting political back around that time, '67. You know, MC5 and the war in Vietnam and ban the bomb and everything and peace. More everyone is for peace. Uh, you know, in marching, and we were all missing school. We would go down to the university in downtown Detroit, Wayne State. So anyway, it was something, that whole thing is part of me still now. I am still have that rolling around in my head. And then the Beatles and John Lennon, John Lennon was part of my growing up politically, and uh, Angela Davis, that whole kind of thing. And so I'm right in, I'm right in there. But um, now I'm more about, I do my music, and that's what I'm about. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go into the political side. But this song is a political song, so you're in it now, and you're writing about this memory. Because I grew up, you had the Bush administration, and you had Reagan in there, and this whole thing all the way up. And I'm frustrated and thinking there was a silent majority. There was a silence. People weren't doing anything, walking and protesting anything in the '90s and the 2000s. It was no awareness of anything. And I'm thinking this stuff going on, and I'm thinking I got to pay tribute to. The riots in Detroit. I had the title, 67 Riot. So over time, I just built that whole thing. I had the groove for the guitar. I think I came up with the idea in the, in the 90s, and it, it seeped over until 2006. And that's when I started writing lyrics. And I finished it up around 2010. And then I recorded it in my other little studio with friends. And um, I look back at it now, and I, I'm thinking, wow, those lyrics are good. I can, I don't know. The lyrics laid out really well. The second part, the bridge part, came out of nowhere. The guitar part that builds and builds and builds, that came out of nowhere. Then I just laid down a, um, a Stratocaster through an echo delay. And the groove, I was singing Parliament Funkadelic on the one. Then you go up to back. The that whole part just came out of nowhere. I, and I, you know, sometimes it just happens. So, but to, I always wanted to write something for that title, and it came out the way I wanted it to. It was, 
So what made you invite your friend Wayne Kramer from MC5? Chuck Ocasio and Pearl Sound in Detroit. I gave him all these tracks that I had done five, six, seven, eight years ago. I met Chuck and uh, he said, send me some music. Send me, and I sent tapes to him and they were already mixed and he just remixed them. And he goes, he liked Wayne Kramer. And I go, yeah, I'd like to ask him in, but he goes, call him, just call him. And I go, nah, I don't think, I don't know, man. I don't, he wouldn't want to do that. You know, and it's one of those things. He's just, he's one of your idols. He's one of the guys I listened to when I was 17 years old playing guitar. And uh, him and, and Fred Smith, Ron Ashton, and all these guys. It took me a while. It took me a few weeks. And I go, I called him from here in Portland. I was recording with uh, Chuck in Detroit. He said, send me the track over and I'll check it out. And uh, sounds cool. I go, Wayne, just do whatever you do, what you do on guitar. And I gave it to him and sent it. He laid down this great track, sent it back. I didn't do anything to it. I didn't even turn it down. <laughs> you just, you didn't do anything to it. I, I didn't, I didn't want to touch it. I just, you know, I was going to go, oh, we don't, we don't want that part. Uh, maybe I'll take out that part. I didn't do that. I just said, Chuck, we just got to go with it and leave it the way it is. And we just turned it up and left it. Nice. Nice. So I would love to hear Wayne, you and Tom Morello do this at the kick out the jams concert that they do, or one of Wayne's activist concerts that he does with Tom Morello. I think if you took Tom Morello and the two of you, oh my God, it would just, that would be fun. That would be insane. Like I jumped on stage. The with, I jumped on stage with Wayne in, in Portland here. Uh, he, he, MC 50 played and uh, I jumped on for sister Ann. I think it was about Angela Davis. The crowd, yeah, yeah, the crowd went for it and it was good. Oh, awesome. I would have loved to have been there. Hey, Mike Skill, I don't know how to wrap this up. I've been so thrilled to get to know you and get to know your music. It's such an honor to have you on the show. Is there anything you want to promote or plug or say to our audience? I guess uh, this is the thing that's coming from my heart, the stuff that I'm doing now is with romantics, everybody used to sing. Uh, it got barreled down to two guys singing, and then my voice is back out. So these are songs I came up with, lyrics. And the first thing I did was Dark Side of Your Love, which is really another good song. It's a minor key song. You can look that up. Dark Side of Your Love, Carrie Got Married, Not My Business, My Bad Pretty is a good one, another good one. Really sold songs last year. But they're all out on Spotify. We can get them on Spotify. And MikeSkill.com. And uh, I've got a new one coming up. Uh, we just did Got Your Rock and Roll, which is a song, like I said, in Detroit in the 70s was a vacuum. There was like nothing there. No clubs. No one was going down there. Bands would come to town and go out of town. No one would go downtown. Just the artists and uh, musicians were down there. So I was writing about this vacuum and all we had was the music, the rock and roll. We Got Your Rock and Roll comes from that time. That's all I had. So that's We Got Your Rock and Roll. And a new one's coming out next month. Soul Soul Alone, a little bit of uh, Steve Cropper. Uh, Steve Cropper meets uh, Velvet Underground, I'd say. So with saxophone, with horns on it. That's a cool one that's coming up. So are we going to see a Mike Skill tour? When we can. I've done a couple of benefits. I've done some benefits for Sylvain Sylvain. And then I did the Detroit Music Awards. But I haven't played out for myself, really, you know, made money or toured or anything like I know, that. Well, we've had COVID, so hopefully we're coming out of that and, you know... Is it possible the Romantics will be back out there on tour again in the future sometimes? When we can pull it off with uh, safely and, uh, you know, without getting sick and all that. 
I've done both uh, vaccinations, so my family and I are on our way to that. We just want to do what we, we're supposed to do and and not get sick and uh, hopefully everything comes out all right for the country and everybody. Well, I got to thank you. I got to thank uh, our listeners. I got to thank my DJ Wyatt Schmidt in the sound booth for making everything sound great. Thank you, Wyatt. We're so grateful to have you on the team. And you can listen to DJ Wyatt Schmidt on his uh, EDM recordings on Twitch. I encourage everybody to follow him. MC Owens and Lauren in our uh, social media group. Thank you for all your help. Thank you to all our followers on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're very active there posting these type of recordings and things, highlights from these shows out there for you to follow. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Mike Skill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.